Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. Suppose you've had the good fortune of meeting someone you're strongly drawn to and with whom you'd like to establish a connection. You've spent some time together, enough to start to get to know each other fairly well, and the magic of initial attraction seems to still be there. Where do you go from here? Relationships evolve, as we've noted in prior episodes. Even if one doesn't follow the sequence of relationship phases defined in the socially prescribed relationship escalator, satisfying and meaningful relationships do tend to deepen. In this episode, we'll re-examine the notion of commitment, and we'll consider both the benefits and the costs associated with uncommitted relationships. In the following episode, we'll put committed relationships through the same process. I'd be remiss if I didn't note that the observations and conclusions that I share here are my own, and are based on my personal experiences as well as on observations of others' relationships. I'm sure that there are those who hold different views, and who may have reached different conclusions. I suggest that, since commitment is experiential rather than conceptual, it's best understood by those who have experienced it. Of course, not all committed relationships end happily. Breaches of commitment and of the associated trust have ended many relationships. In such cases, it may be hard to credit the many potential benefits of a healthy committed relationship. Still, the inevitable occasional failures don't invalidate the promise of deeply committed relationships. We've examined commitment in several prior episodes, such as in episode 2-16, titled Monogamy, ENM, and Commitment, episode 2-31, What's Your Core, and episode 3-9, Commitment in Mature Relationships. To recap what we learned in episode 2-16, Merriam-Webster gives us the following definition of commitment. An agreement or pledge to do something in the future. Something pledged the state or instance of being obligated or emotionally impelled. We concluded that commitment entails making a decision about our future actions and choices and then holding ourselves responsible to abide by that decision. In making a commitment, we willingly constrain ourselves to remain true to whatever course we've chosen to commit to. We decide how to allocate our resources, such as our time, energy, and emotional vesting. We decide which partners we'll share our resources with, and to what extent. Note that making or declining commitments is a conscious cognitive act that is something residing in one's head, while the attraction that sparks initially uncommitted relationships is a matter of emotions, that is, in one's heart. Thus, as most of us have experienced, there can be conflicts between what we want and what we decide. Why would anyone ever want to limit themselves through commitments? Clearly, making commitments is a significant undertaking with potential impact on both our lives and those of the people we commit to. From a personal freedom perspective, commitment seems like something perhaps best minimized or avoided. It's probably not too surprising to realize that commitment comes with benefits as well as costs. As we'll see, relationships can and often do evolve to a point at which the continued development of the relationship may require the partners to make commitments to one another. Those commitments may not be of the till-death-do-we-part variety, but they may still entail making changes in the responsibilities that the partners feel toward one another, and or making various sorts of investments in their relationship. We'll examine both of these in more detail. 
In fairly new or young relationships, the partners know one another relatively superficially and they lead independent lives that only occasionally intersect in order to share experiences or other time together. Being independent of one another means that each partner is free to make their own decisions, to spend time with whoever they wish, and to not, at least yet, be deeply emotionally vested in one another. One can consider the resulting personal freedoms to be benefits to being in an uncommitted relationship. Those benefits include the following and more. First, each partner is free to make their own decisions without consulting or needing to consider the possibly different preferences of their partner. Second, neither partner needs to consult or negotiate with their partner prior to making decisions, though they may choose to do so at least on occasion. Third, since the partner's schedules are independent, neither partner can or should make assumptions about their partner's availability. Each partner is focused on their own goals, so their presence for their partner may be unreliable and intermittent. Also, the partners are entitled to privacy in most matters, so information sharing with their partner may be relatively limited and spotty. Each of the partners is free to pursue whatever relationships they desire, so their connection with a given partner may not include exclusivity or even a sense of specialness. Each partner can expect to be treated with respect and basic consideration, but anything beyond that, such as kindness or affection, is at the discretion of the partner with whom they are interacting. And last, those who are in an uncommitted relationship usually participate in multiple relationships, which differ in their degree of closeness. Because of that, no one of their uncommitted partners may command too large a mind share. Attention and interest are shared across multiple partners. As we noted in reviewing the meaning of commitment, that concept revolves around various sorts of investments that we can make in a relationship. Some of those investments are concrete, such as allocation of our time, while others are less tangible, such as our degree of felt emotional connection with a partner. In an uncommitted relationship, the partners don't yet face the potential burden of having to make significant investments in their relationship. Such partners are still focused largely on serving their individual needs, as I, rather than having joint needs, as us. One can view this relatively low level of relationship investment as a benefit to being in an uncommitted relationship. That benefit includes the realities that the partners still typically lead independent lives, so each partner has basically sole access to their resources such as money, housing, recreational opportunities, etc. And similarly, the partners have relatively unconstrained control of how they allocate their time, including who they spend time with and how much. One of the big potential benefits of deep human connection is that it offers the partners intimacy, which is a special kind of closeness, friendship, and familiarity. Because many uncommitted relationships are young, they haven't yet provided the partners with many opportunities to interact, as is needed in order for the partners to come to know and care deeply for one another. Not surprisingly then, one can see the resulting relatively superficial level of intimacy of uncommitted relationships as a cost for those relationships. More specifically, that low intimacy plays out in ways such as the following. First, the lack of extended in-depth interaction between partners limits the level of knowledge and understanding that they have of each other. Acquiring such knowledge takes time and ongoing connection. Second, sensual and sexual sharing requires deep mutual trust. Thus, physical intimacy can't be fully expressed without real intimacy between the partners. Third, trust builds intimacy, which in turn promotes trust. Uncommitted relationships neither require nor necessarily promote intimacy-building deep trust. 
Fourth, an attitude of emotional openness and a willingness to be vulnerable are requisites for building intimacy. Since deep intimacy usually isn't found in uncommitted relationships, those sorts of relationships also rarely reflect a close and vulnerable emotional connection. Fifth, emotional connection is an important thread in the fabric of connection between close partners. The binding force in uncommitted relationships usually consists of shared interests and shared pleasure, rather than the deep emotional connection. Consequently, an uncommitted relationship may not be fully satisfying to those who seek the richness of deep emotional connection. Feelings of acceptance, caring, and affection for a partner often surface when one is in the presence of a partner who we have come to know well and admire. Caring reflects appreciation and gratitude for the gift of a partner's love and friendship. That level of connection is rare in an uncommitted relationship. Since the partners in an uncommitted relationship don't really owe one another anything, they have little or no expectation of providing support of any sort to one another. That makes uncommitted relationships simpler and lighter than committed relationships. However, that also means that uncommitted partners don't have the comfort of knowing with certainty that they are there for one another and available to help each other through the tough spots in life. And last, because the partners in an uncommitted relationship are on independent life paths, they plan their lives individually. That leaves them unfettered in making choices and decisions. However, it also deprives them of the satisfaction of sharing joint dreams and desires. Avoiding the intertwining of a committed relationship comes at the cost of missing the collaboration and the shared satisfaction that committed partners can enjoy. In summary, uncommitted relationships offer the simplicity of sharing enriching experiences with a partner with no strings attached. Such arrangements offer the benefits of easily and simultaneously maintaining multiple, and perhaps many, uncommitted relationships without the need to commit large amounts of time or other resources to any particular relationship. However, that comes at the cost of also limiting the amount of intimacy that's shared with any given partner. Uncommitted relationships assign more weight to autonomy than to deep connection. In our next episode, we'll see that committed relationships reverse this trade-off. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.